Okay, welcome back to another Identical Draw podcast. Like most podcasts we do, um, the sound quality is terrible because we're on the road. So we're on the road again. Um, but thanks for tuning in. I wouldn't say the- terrible. Just uh, subpar. <laughs> as far as podcasts go, it's below. The, it's below. Yeah. Anywho, this podcast is sponsored by Vortex Optics. Thank you, Vortex. And um, this deer season, I'm rocking the Viper 10x42s, the Viper HDs. Um, just a crisp bino, perfect for whitetail hunting. I've hunted out west with them, too. It's a great bino. If you're looking for binos right now, head over to vortexoptics.com and check out their warranty. It's top I'm, of the I'm, line. I was thinking I was sitting in the blind tonight. And as soon as season's over, I'm going to send mine in because uh, I've had one too many trips out to the sand hills. Yeah. And there's just sand everywhere. Yeah, Vortex, if you send your optics in, they will clean them for free. Yeah. And we, we walked right past. I mean, there's, like, dude just, like, taking apart, like, yeah. optics and, yeah. like, cleaning them. Yeah. It's pretty badass. Yeah. So, yeah, thank you, Vortex. And let's get into the podcast. You're going to hit the button. <laughs> We are driving home from a weekend of whitetail hunting with Sam and Jake, um, two new hunters from the California area, soon to be Hawaii area. Um, but yeah, so this was Thomas and I, like this was our first, um, we've had, we've taken out the brother-in-law everyone, a couple times this season already, but this was our first like legit new hunter hunt of the year. Um, and yeah, it was, um, what is it today? October 16th, 17th. So yeah, we've hunted the last two days um, in central Nebraska on a buddy's property, trying to just fill a doe tag. And um, they were shooting the crossbows, um, never had shot crossbows before. So we'll hear about all this, but Sam and Jake, introduce yourselves. Um, yeah, just talk about where you're from. Um, maybe give a little spiel on um, hunting experience up to this point and kind of why you wanted to, why, wh- how you've gone down this path of learning to hunt. Go ahead. Hello, everyone. Thanks for having us um, mm-hmm. out here, Thomas and Jake. It's been fun. I'm Samantha. I am <laughs> from Moraga, California. It's in the East Bay. And Jake is my boyfriend, and he wanted to get into hunting. And so I like the idea of filling my freezer with clean meat so oh yeah brother you guys are the first couple we've we've taken on a hunt right yep yeah no we're we're super grateful you guys uh guys brought us out here um my name's jake i'm from sacramento california um and sam and i our bow hunting experience is that we went to hawaii in april um for a week and that was our only bow hunting experience prior to this trip um and we weren't successful in hawaii um and as i'm sure we'll get into we uh we were successful here so we're excited to uh um process this meat and uh, get to share it with you guys and yeah yeah Yeah. so uh i got a question um was was the i like the thought process behind getting into hunting to like have a new fun like pursuit just like another hobby or was it like oh man i want some i want some meat 
I need to figure out how to find the meat and, and kill it. How how for, how'd you guys? For me, primarily, it was the meat um, at first, and then I think it's kind of grown into the pursuit aspect yeah. of it, if that makes sense. So, yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, we we've talked about it too on this on this podcast. It's just kind of uh, it's just awesome the the skills you kind of have to develop, um, and like there's good aspects of it, and then there's just like ugly aspects of it um, that just kind of come with the, the nature of it, and I think it's, uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's kind of sucking us deeper down the rabbit hole. I think the, mm-hmm. more we, uh, the more we get exposed to not only the um, like pursuit aspects of it and the food aspects of it, but also just the, the realness of it all, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And going through the emotion. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So your guys is like first bow hunt experience was axis deer which is like not typical at all mm. like that's a hard beginning uh, uh hunt but like i liked that you guys brought it up like you got so many like trial and errors like tons of opportunities which is pretty cool and it's like there's very few other like game species i can think of where you get like so many like mm-hmm. chances to like be successful again because of the population of axis deer on the night that's pretty awesome um Hopefully, I mean, you guys are heading to Hawaii in a couple of days, which... We'll yeah, you should just explain that to the people. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, yeah, we went to Hawaii in the spring, and we loved it. It's a target-rich environment. We thought it would be a great opportunity to go hone in our skills and practice mm-hmm. uh, just because there's so many deer there. Um, and we loved it, and so I went online and found a job and we're moving out there now. next week yeah like a couple oh, man. Like, it's not it's like Thursday. this week. that is yeah. it's actually this week yeah. in like That's like four days three four days. days yeah um so this was a little last minute trip to nebraska for you guys but mm-hmm. you guys are going to become experts in axis deer we're we're going to visit i think can't uh, wait to have you out yeah <laughs> yeah yeah we, we i mean we got to make it happen. i'm gonna bring lots of arrows yeah family um, vacation yeah so the axe deer hunting in this. Um, I just want to know from like a whitetail, whitetail aspect, like you haven't had a whole lot of hunting experience, obviously, but like, what did you like about the whitetail hunt this weekend? What were things that you liked more about the axis deer? Like, kind of compare and contrast what you've done, and like just, just your tell, yeah. tell the listeners what you liked then, about this hunt, what you didn't, and what, what like yeah. the all around thought about it. Yeah, and overall thoughts like just like Nebraska and whitetail mm-hmm. hunting, I guess. Yeah. Either yeah. of you can go, yeah. So, whitetail hunting, we, or I'm, I've learned that you pretty much do, uh, you hunt out of a blind or a tree stand, and we did out of blind and a little bit of still hunting. Um, we never used a blind or a tree stand ever, yep. and so that was cool to experience the blind at least. Mm-hmm. Um, I have no idea how to even set it up, or I know you take cut down some branches or pull some twigs and decorate your blind mm-hmm. to blend in. <laughs> mm-hmm. Decorate, um, so. I like that. Mm-hmm. That is like a key, not to interrupt here quick, but like that's like Go a key, key piece that like people like don't really like focus enough on it, I think, is like really building in that blind. For whitetails. Yeah, that's like huge. Mm-hmm. Like even like we had them super built in and those deer still like yeah, they just picked know. them out mm-hmm. um, every once in a while. Keep going, Sam. No worries. Um, so, yeah, and when we were in uh, Hawaii, we completely did DIY, um, 
just researched on the internet, talked to a couple people, but pretty much Jake and I just went for it. Um, and we were like kids in a candy shop. We saw a deer and kind of, we didn't run after it, but. It was like would, spot and stock. Yeah, it was spot and stock. Mm-hmm. Um, we pretty much ran. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> pretty much ran. Um, but yeah, that was the, the primary differences for me at least. Uh, mm-hmm. What would you say, Jake? Yeah, um, I think the first thing I said um, when I walked up on the, the deer, I don't know how much you want to spoil here at the beginning. No, spoil ahead. as much as you want. But um, I was just like, man, this, it was a doe, and she was really big compared to what we saw in Hawaii. So, I mean, when coming off of Hawaii, I was, me and Sam talked about it, like, man, these deer are big over here. People keep telling us they're small. But the doe that, that we ended up getting um, was much bigger than what we, uh, we saw in, in Hawaii, at mm-hmm. least as far as doe goes yeah because um, we saw we got does in hawaii as well um, w- would you say like that doe was like as big as an axe's buck mm-hmm. what do you think Sam? I, I don't know we never got to see a buck yeah. close you know i yeah. feel like that doe's bigger than an axe's buck yeah that doe's big yeah that, that was, it was a perfect doe to shoot as we'll get around mm-hmm. to it yeah um yeah that, that was cool for you guys to see because like you started off the trip saying like Man, those axes, but like deer, seem pretty big. And then I asked you, Jake, and you're like, "This doe is big, <laughs> like um, quite a bit bigger." What do you guys think about like the sitting around, like whitetail hunt? Like you got to be a patient person, and some people can't do it. Some people just like it's kind of a learned, stock. like yeah, you're you kind of you're born with a certain amount of patience, but you also can learn it, and you just mm-hmm. like you get better at sitting in a blind yeah. for three, four hours, or sitting in a tree stand all day. Yeah, it's something that it's, you come I mean, around to. It's a thing that some people just can't do. And so what'd you guys like, I mean, this hunt, we basically, we sat for the morning for a few hours and we sat for the evening for a few hours, um, just because it's still warm during the day and stuff. They're not going to be moving much during the day. So we were kind of just working that evening and morning action. So what'd you guys, I mean, was the, was it sitting okay? Was it, was it too much? Was it, were you, could you have sat longer? What'd you think about that? Uh, it was fun. Uh- but not gonna lie, I started dozing off. You might have seen me, Nate, a I didn't. couple times. Oh, good. I'm used to hunting with Tom. It's it's fun being in a blind with someone, but I don't know if I could do it for a long period of time by myself. Yeah. But for me, um, I I really like like productive use of time. Mm-hmm. Um, that's why I kind of like when you guys do your podcast driving. It seems yeah. like yeah. good good use of time. Yeah. Um. So, like for me, it seemed like you get to the stand, you know, maybe like an hour before um like anything really even happens Mm -hmm. so like my mind goes to like oh i can be um like bring a little flash drive or something and and like for me at least i would watch um like study little jujitsu videos or something Mm -hmm. um maybe for like an hour hour and a half and then kind of just like obviously keep your head up you know yeah Mm -hmm. um but bring something productive to Mm -hmm. do definitely um so you're not just like sitting there twiddling your fingers. Oh yeah, when you're in that um, ground blind too, with that extra cover, I mean, you can yeah. be reading or doing homework right, exactly. or whatever the heck you want to do in those blinds. Yeah, yeah. But cool. it definitely seemed um, like the advice we got before we went to Hawaii um, was to kind of like pattern their movements a bit and then set up shop and let them walk into you, which is exactly what it felt like we were doing um, mm-hmm. this trip. And we definitely did not do that when we were in Hawaii. Yeah. <laughs> We, like Sam said, we, we kind of chased after every deer we saw. Yeah. Um, but it seemed like this was definitely a strategy 
that is much um, more reliable mm-hmm. um, success-wise. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like, it's not always as fun, but like at the end of the day, it kind of gets the job done. And at the, like, you kind of look back and like, yeah, that was worth it. Like we were able to see deer. Um, it is like, it's kind of, it's just a mental game. Like when you get in the blind at like 3.30 and you're like, oh, I got two and a half hours. So I'll probably see any deer. Like, mm-hmm. what should I do now? But um, you, you kind of just learn to enjoy that, that little time and yeah. And I was, I mean, yesterday evening, I was talking to Sam just about how if you want, if if you're going to enjoy hunting, you just have to enjoy being out. You just have to be, enjoy being out in nature and um, because obviously the success part is so small that you just have to enjoy being outside and just absorbing whatever you're given on a hunt, whether yeah. it's like freaking eagles flying over or watching a raccoon close or actually killing a doe or buck whatever you get out of the hunt you just have to learn to appreciate it and love it because it's just honestly just being a nature observer yeah i mean some of the best our season has proved it like we're 47 days into the season and this is our this is like jake brought the first id success yeah successful hunt and it's just like before this we were just doing a lot of nature walks with our bow so (laughs) yep gotta be gotta make those times enjoyable as well yeah yeah I, i never thought i'd say this coming from california but we've never been so excited to come to nebraska yeah yeah um, and it was it's beautiful like the, the trees and everything the pictures you guys got are, are amazing and we mm-hmm. we appreciate it mm-hmm. everybody yeah. that like has come we've had uh utah florida california uh four california people um who, anybody else than nebraska well um, um illinois is that oh you oh you're talking whitetail only whitetail. Yeah. Oh, gotcha. Yeah, no, that, that's it. Yeah, and everybody like Montana, it, Oregon. Oh, yeah, yeah. Forgot that trip wow. in Colorado. Um, so yeah, quite a quite a few different people from different states, and like everybody just kind of like just feels like just that connection with Nebraska. Like it just like you just can't help but love it. Like the the changing colors and like white-tailed deer. It just I don't know. It just fits so well with like October and the season. Um, but do you want to just, like, get into the hunt a little bit? Yeah. Um, so, first off, this weekend is, like, notoriously good um, for hunt. Like, it's kind of like the first weekend, like, that is, like, starting to gear up for the rut a little bit. Like, it is, you but get, you people... You get some bucks chasing does and... Yeah, but... People don't respect the They the don't respect enough. it enough. But this On is October media, lull, like, like, people, slow. like killed bucks this weekend yeah like all over like i saw a bunch of dead deer on social media um but yeah i mean looking at the forecast and the weather in in our hunt last year where we killed two does um we were pretty excited and we're hoping to see some see some deer the uh jake and sam both had doe tags um quite a bit uh less expensive um than the buck tag for non-residents so they decided to go that route which is good um yeah, but we like we knew we were probably gonna see some bucks, and we did, which made this trip fun as well. Um, but do you want to like kind of kick off? Yeah. So um, again, we were we were hunting on a buddy's property, kind of central Nebraska, and um, we, me and Sam, every single hunt that we were we had, we were sitting over like a large rye field with bedding on the north and south. And every morning and evening, you knew deer were going to be in this field, 100%. Like, it wasn't a question of if you're going to see deer, it was going to be where and when. 
And I mean, not to just like sum, sum up me and Sam's weekend in like a few sentences, but we spent the whole weekend just trying to like figure out where the next move was going to be because the fields, I mean, the field is huge. Um, it's a huge field. Um, there's not like, there isn't, there aren't pinch points. There aren't places that funnel yeah. them. It's just like they can access literally wherever and, they want. Yeah. And the four hunts you guys had there, deer popped out different spots every single time. Every single time. Yeah. We, we, we made blind adjustments every hunt, but one, we had the blind, the same spot. Um, and so we were always just trying to get in a better spot and stuff. And I mean, the closest deer we had over the weekend was 60. Oh, no, you guys had 60. that one at 40, didn't you? That blew at you. Oh yeah. That oh, one, yeah. that one was, That's that right. one was closer. Yep. Yeah. So, I mean, we, we had some close encounters, but I mean, we saw a lot of deer this weekend, but we were, we never had the, uh, the moves work for us. What, what we were trying to basically cut off these deer. Um, all four of us were on that field all day Saturday. Like yeah. we split up, um, which almost worked. Like I had the crossbow, um, and was going to shoot Saturday morning since these guys hadn't had a chance to practice with the crossbow yet. And we almost got it done, but they were just, uh, I mean, we had a doe like eight yards mm-hmm. and like 25 yards, but they were just too, too far off to the right, too angled. So I couldn't get a shot. Um, hunted that evening. Um, also had some, had some deer, uh, in the field, but, um, yeah, that, 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 that Saturday morning, that first morning hunt, we also had a nice buck that was kind of cool hanging out. Chasing does already actually kind of like nudging them around. Um, yeah, so Saturday, both both groups of hunters, we both hunted different spots of this field because we just knew there were going to be deer in there. And, yeah. and then after the last night's hunt, we were just crying, okay, we need to split up. Um, we, we still thought it was worth it for one group to go to that field, so that's where Sam and I went. And then um, you guys moved to a, a more dense, like, timber patch and uh, – with this ground, it, it, it's kind of like river bottom, and then it like goes into the hills. And oftentimes, deer are moving back and forth in the morning. And we set up uh, just off of this timber, and um, didn't have anything like till like 8:30. And then I, I walked, kind of just did a little slow walk through the timber and busted out 10, 10 or 15 deer to Jake. Um, but they were all like moving a little bit too fast, too far away. But um, he was, we were at least able to see some deer. Um, I also saw a. I saw a little buck on the neighbors and sure enough, he like blew at something and coyote starts chasing after him, which was pretty cool to be in the episode, um, which this will all be in an episode. Hopefully drop, we'll probably knock this one, crank this one out pretty quick yeah. this episode. Um, but yeah, that, that's, uh, this morning, Sunday morning hunt was slower for me and Jake and we went to pick you guys up and kind of made plans for this evening. I was, I was itching to get in this spot that me and Jake hunted tonight because that's where I had success with Lauren last year. Um, and a new deer, I like had, I had studied that field last year and with three different hunts and found out where those deer were crossing. Um, I guess we can kind of just roll right into this evening hunt. Yeah. Um, Jake, you just uh, t- uh, chime in whenever you want. Um, okay. But so these guys are shooting crossbow on the money um we did a lot of that saturday yeah we should get into that a little bit what yeah i mean you guys give your thoughts on the crossbows what'd you what'd you think i mean first time shooting them because you guys are both compound shooters as well but what, what what would you give for the crossbow rating yeah i mean uh the crossbows are awesome mm-hmm. um especially out of a blind it it seems i've never done it before um but it seems very difficult to shoot a compound bow 
out of a crossbow, especially like you guys are saying, when you got your film equipment, you got the tripod set up. Yep. It's just a little congested in there, I can mm-hmm. imagine, with the compound bow. Definitely. Um, but with a crossbow, I felt very comfortable that I could shoot multiple like angles. Um, I did put a hole in the blind, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I definitely felt um, comfortable and, and super accurate, super fast, like you guys are saying. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, yeah, I liked it a lot. I thought the crossbow was awesome. Um, I, too, think that the compound bow would be very difficult, especially for someone my height. I'm 5'2", and kneeling or sitting. Um, And then also being on on the property that we were at and had some barbed wire there, so taking that into consideration. Mm -hmm. Um, And, yeah, it was fairly doable to maneuver myself with another person in the blind and some camera equipment yep. and some chairs, but I was very comfortable uh, shooting the crossbow, yeah. and I mm-hmm. think they're pretty fun, and I think it's overrated, or people um, kind of knock it, Yeah. but yeah. I would definitely give it a shot if you ever have the opportunity. Mm-hmm. Definitely, yeah. It gets, it gets a, a lot of heat, and people kind of look down on it, but, you yeah. know, like, I understand if a hunter's upset, like, if crossbow season's kind of run the same like length and duration of, as an archery season I, I i get it like they're more effective they're more lethal like i could see states changing that and, and shortening crossbow seasons which a lot of states you can only use them during gun season yeah it, it, i don't i wouldn't say a lot it's kind of just like there, i was reading bag. i was actually reading the list today there are actually quite a few um it's a mixed bag Nate might be wrong um but i don't know like for I, as far as like new hunters and, and them shooting them like getting comfortable with them right away they're like they're super yeah. nice um nebraska you can shoot them i mean any basically any big game yeah any big game species during the archery season so yeah backing up a little bit shot crossbows i uh we were leaving the field and i went to go close the gate what field and what are you talking about so after, oh, after, shooting, after shooting crossbows, well, we were talking about shooting crossbows, okay, which yeah. we did Saturday morning. Yeah. Yep. After shooting crossbows, um, we, le- we left the field, and we're going to, like, go into town and get lunch and stuff. And uh-huh. I went to go close the gate, which is, like, a classic, like, it's like the middle, if you can imagine this, uh, it's like a big, like, the metal hook that you kind of, like, put on the, the wood post and then, like, close it shut and, like, kind of hook it on the barbed wire. Ugh. It was a tight, tight fence. I realized that, like, I, as I walked up to it to open, I was like, dang, this thing's tight. This might take a little muscle. And I opened it fine, um, let Nate drive through, go to close it. And I'm about, like, I'm putting my back into it a little bit. I'm about to get it hooked onto that barbed wire. And then, bam, like, super loud. And then I'm concussed. <laughs> um, rolling over on the ground, no. Um, but that metal hook... Um, swung around it was like super tension filled i don't know how it swung around i wish somebody was filming it in slow-mo god watched it it swung around okay something smoked your head but i don't know if that thing did a 360 and what happened did like some some ghost pick it up and smack me in the head it's it had to have swung around somehow so somehow the metal hook whipped around and smoked me in the head like it's not a metal hook it's a metal it's a freaking crowbar yeah metal bar um came and smoked me in the head and i still have a huge uh uh bump on my on my I, head uh, i was looking in the rear view 
And I was like, man, this gate is taking time forever. And I look at him, he's in the field, he's like hunched over. And I was like, what the hell just happened? Yeah, so I, I just got absolutely smoked, started bleeding a little bit. Um, that's like the first time I've been hit and, and uh, been like dizzy uh, quite a bit, like for like probably five to 10 minutes afterwards, it was dizzy. Um, but I, I'm fine. I've had a concussion before snowboarding. I, I probably uh, probably didn't help that situation, but got smoked in the head, still alive. And then, uh, yeah, I just felt like that was a little entertainment I needed to share with the podcast. That was definitely an entertaining part of Saturday. Yeah. Um, so now, after all of that, we can kind of get into this Sunday evening hunt. So me and Jake are set up um, on the what we call the alfalfa bottom. Uh, it's where Lauren and I killed last year, this, this exact same weekend, and I had figured out exactly where those deer were crossing at the fence. Um, it's like, it's another big field, so like if you don't know where they're crossing at, like good luck. But I had figured it out, so I was, I was our hopes were high. Uh, went in around four after dropping uh, Nate and Sam off, and built in the blind super well. Like I said, that's like a huge piece to having a successful hunt. So. Um, but it was slow. Like we, we were just sitting, I mean, six o'clock, six thirty. finally some deer pop out actually downwind completely opposite of where I was expecting them to, uh, a doe and then a fawn. Um, the fawn actually started nursing off of her like later on in the field. Um, but they, they keep working. I actually probably walked right by our truck. Um, and then, uh, one more doe, um, south of us uh, pops out and it's like 640 at this point like shooting light ends at 720 i'm like where the heck are all the deer like this field should be full um but sure enough like okay here's a group that i'm ex- like was expecting and was hoping for they came like 20 30 yards right in that that exact same pinch that they used last year so i was like praise god like i wasn't like hallucinating last year um so they come and cross the fence but they like give us no chance like we were super, like, I got Jake's attention, like, hey, like, get ready. Like, we got some at 30, 20, 30 yards. Um, so he was slow to bring it up on the tripod and all that stuff. And we were barely moving. She was, like, not even in the field yet. And she was, like, pinned onto the blind. So she took her and, like, four or five other does. And we are like, well, that sucks. Like, hopefully there's more to come. There were more to come. Like, maybe two or three minutes later, I see more coming right there. About to pop out, pop out in the same exact direction. They look at the blind, but they don't. They don't care. So it was really weird that the the first group um, busted, and then these other ones didn't. Um, so, th- like this group worked out perfectly. Um, it was like a group of four or five, a couple fawns and some does, and um, get her get her on the camera. Jake's all ready to go. Um, he wasn't shooting off the tripod. He they were a little bit too uh, angled to the right, so he had it. He had the crossbow just next to the tripod. Yeah, Jake explained. Yeah. Yeah. So um, the tripod was kind of set up so I could take a shot directly out in front of the blind, but these deer um, were way more to the right. Um, so I took it off the tripod. I picked my knee up, put my foot on the, the chair, and, and had a nice rest um, with my knee. But the deer—it's um, kind of funny. Thomas. Thomas was like, um, "You're good. Just make sure you don't hit the tripod because when you shoot the crossbow, it's—I uh, don't know if people are familiar with it, but." I wasn't familiar with it before this weekend, but um, when you cock it back, it flexes the uh, the limbs, and then when you shoot it, um, they sh- they shoot out. So it's more. Yeah, they expand it, like what three or four inches at least on both sides. Right. Yeah. 
So it starts off more like a T, and then it curls into more like an I. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's a good way to describe it. So you got to make sure that when it when you shoot, when it's going to expand out into that T, that it's not going to hit anything when it expands mm-hmm. out. So Thomas was like, uh, you're good to shoot. Just make sure you don't hit the tripod. And I was like, cool. I checked, um, and I was good. I thought I was good. Um, thought I had enough room. Um, and I'm... Like my my the crossbow's set up to the right of the tripod, and the deer is walking um, to our left. So I'm kind of like tracking the deer, and I'm moving the crossbow closer and closer to the tripod. And then when the deer finally stopped, I I felt really good. I felt really calm. Um, I found my spot, and I just waited for the deer to I take was, a step forward. At this point, I was super confident. The deer is 20 yards broadside no idea we were there big old doe like i could tell jake was like taking his time i loved it um yeah big doe yeah so i was just waiting for her to take a step forward she took a step forward i shot and then it was just straight chaos (laughs) it was like a bomb went off in our uh our blind yeah immediately like uh did it knock the tripod over yeah yeah it shot the tripod across (laughs) basically across the blind um and uh thank god it just completely missed the uh, the deer. The arrow did. The arrow went through the blind. The, the deer was uh, like feeding, um, and the arrow ended up going right over her neck. Yeah, um, yeah. We watched. height wise, it was actually good. Up yeah. and down is good, but side to side is what screwed it up probably from hitting the tripod. So right. and yeah, it like we didn't have good clearance, so it fully it like smoked the like uh, the mesh and some of the like actual like camo black material of the blind uh went right through that we uh found out a couple minutes later <laughs> yeah like, so is that a hole oh, it was man. nice i mean it's always nice filming hunts because you can look back and be like okay what happened um kind of how what did that do to the field of deer did they move like, off? i mean it just it, they just no they just trotted off to the other group that was already like 200 yards out mm. yeah they didn't uh like um, like spook at all really like yeah. they, they trotted out but they didn't um, like sneeze at us I don't know what the terminology yeah. blow yeah, blow, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, or anything like that yeah yeah no so at that point like we were kind of just like took it um, Jake was a little disappointed I'm sure and I was just like you know like we just we were super focused on getting that shot and we didn't even look at that tripod anymore. And mm-hmm. I don't know, you just, you just kind of, it's just some of those things that you learn on, on the hunt. Um, but like every like five minutes, like Jake would like be like, dang it. Like just out of nowhere. And you can just, <laughs> I can just tell like, it's like just replaying in the back of, of your head, Jake. And like, that's what happens. Like when you like have those situations, like, like when you miss like a big axis buck, it's going to hurt even more. Cause you're just like, Oh, if I would have done this, I've like, I've missed way more mule deer than I've, uh, killed. And like those ones haunt me, like, cause I know if I just made a certain, uh, change up, I would have gotten it. But yeah, then I, so we, it was a clean miss. Um, I'm, and Jake's like, I should probably cock back the crossbow. I'm like, yep, good idea. Let's, let's get ready to go just in case another one comes out at this point. I mean, maybe 15 minutes left of shooting light. Um, and I, I kind of give Jake like the, you know, like what makes a good hunter is somebody who can like just get back up and like keep their, keep their head up and like refocus, um, just rebound really well, um, off of like a, a miss or like a bad shot or something like, 
you just don't know what's going to happen next and like having a clear mind and understanding like what you did wrong and being okay with that and uh it's just like a huge quality that a lot of hunters like um maybe don't have super well but it's like a really important thing because those things are going to happen for sure so just as i'm like finishing my speech there jake's like yeah yeah (laughs) and i'm like dope um (laughs) i have my phone out on my knee and and i'm like we have like we legit have like maybe two minutes here of shooting light left this doe works out just absolutely perfect um so like in between like the first shot and this next shot it was probably like maybe 15 maybe 15 20 minutes i I don't remember how much time passed but um probably about that yeah yeah so this though um good thing like we already cocked the crossbow is ready to go broadhead is ready to go so um i was like jake oh we're gonna get another we're gonna another chance um at last light last minute so this doe walks like literally perfect um, Jake, I'll kind of let you take it from here. Yeah, I mean, every other deer that came out of that field turned right out of that field and walked away from our blind. But for some reason, this doe decided to turn left and walked. It was probably like a... Like just perfect, right in front of our open windows. Yeah, exactly. Um, broadside. And she was almost like too close because when um, we were trying to get her to stop, um, Thomas was making the the grunting yeah. noises. She started like coming across and like walking. And I was like, like really quiet. I was like, do you want me like to grunt on her? And I, and Jake was like, yeah. So I, I gave a, I started, started light, which I'll, cause like I'll give my little spiel. So many outdoor people like on TV and like YouTube even like just, and just like scare the absolute shit out of these bucks. When they're and at like, like three steps. When they don't need to, like sometimes they're even standing still. I'm like, the whole purpose of the mat is to get them to stop. Like, why are you? <laughs> yeah. It's just like one of those things that like people do, but don't really like need to do sometimes. But mm-hmm. so like I started light and then I, I like, she kept walking and then I, I got a little louder so as to not scare the crap out of her and have her just blow off. Cause I knew this was, this was it. Like we were in the, we were in the last 30 seconds here. So, but it was perfect. She like stops like, and just turns in like just absolutely perfect. And then, um, I was kind of a little concerned, honestly, about the clearance of the the blind. Um, And I knew she was so close that we talked about shot process a lot um, throughout the weekend. And um, Nate and Thomas talked about how they prefer to to aim like high heart. Um, But I felt like with the clearance, um, I just kind of wanted to aim like like right in the middle pretty much. Mm -hmm. Um, Because I wasn't really scared of her ducking, you know, Um, like literally it was uh, probably under 10 yards yeah um and then um last the last year i shot at i waited for her to take a step forward with that front leg but this time i I didn't wait um she was already very close to getting like out of our field of view yeah um so yeah she she stopped um i let the arrow fly and, and it hit a little high i thought um but it it was double lung i think yeah um, she was, went, i mean she it went, was perfect shot she went probably like 80 yards and, and yep. went down. Piled up. Um, In sight, which is always awesome. Yeah. Yeah. And so that deer go down. I, like, we, it was, like, dark. You could and with how close to the shot and how fast those crossbow bolts are, you can't really, like, see it, like, swoop into the deer. But as soon as, like, it hit, like, it was just that perfect, like, lung pop. And I didn't know where Mule it went. Kick? But, 
Did she kick? Um, yeah, we'll have to look at the footage. Mm-hmm. But like, I didn't see where, where the arrow went. In. I just heard it. I was like, oh, dude, we're about to watch this doe fall down because of what I heard. And sure enough, she uh, she dropped like 80 to 100 yards like right away. Like the best best possible outcome. And we talked about it right before this hunt. Like as bow hunters, you just understand that once in a while, like mistakes are going to be made and you could potentially wound or make a bad shot on a deer. And um, like just thankfully, like for Jake's first experience like this, like it was just a, an awesome, perfect, perfect lung shot after looking at the, at the doe. So yeah, I mean, Jake, great job. Like gaining your composure back after the, the rodeo we went on earlier shooting through the blind and uh hitting the tripod um i mean i can't imagine just like how much you've you learned just in that quick like that five minutes um it's such a such a roller coaster of emotions oh yeah like like you think the hunt's over and then bam like some like somehow like you end up shooting a doe at like in the last minute it's uh Mm -hmm. it's nuts and even after that just like the roller coaster of emotions that follows after that you know it's like you're like your soup i think the most exciting part is when you see the animal fall down yeah and like you just are very like happy that you uh made a, a shot that that ended its life in a very quick manner you know yeah. um so that's like when the excitement like hits you and then like right after that it's just like yeah it's, it's so it's so crazy like it's like a mix of like gratefulness for you guys for bringing us out here and then like kind of just uh like sorrow and and for like taking an animal's life but mm-hmm. yeah. like excited because you did it the way like you're supposed to do it and yeah. did it like responsibly and stuff so it's just yeah it's a lot it's a lot so yeah i mean you kind of just touched on it but like walking up on that animal i mean yeah like like i could tell jake like you like as soon as we like walked over to that doe like you like you just had a heavy heart and like you can kind of explain it but like right away you said like like you feel like sad like almost like remorseful which is like completely normal um but if you want to kind of just describe what that was like jake yeah um when i walked up on it i walked up on it i never thought about this but i walked up on it from um like the butt um and just kind of like put my hand on her and she's like still warm you know and it it just Mm -hmm. it's like it's definitely life, you know, it just makes it super real. Definitely. Um, and then when we went back to the, uh, the truck, we went to the truck, um, and then turned around. And at that point I was facing her head. And for whatever reason, I was wearing my headlamp. Like when you shine the light and like look into her eyes, it just made it like it, it's pretty like grim, you know, it was, it Mm -hmm. was a very weird, um, feeling. And yeah. I, I didn't have that same feeling when I approached it from behind for whatever reason. And mm-hmm. then when I turned around um, and approached it from approached her from the the front, it made me feel much more um, sad. If that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. It's just kind of like a a picture I'm gonna have in my mind for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Definitely like just natural things you feel as a hunter. You just like right. you just are thankful for the. Or the deer and like what it's going to provide and um that it was just such a an, a quick clean kill mm-hmm. um after the, the evening wasn't like the evening wasn't over after that so after we're celebrating in the blind i like pull up my binos just to see what those deer do and they're still hanging out but there's like 30 of them out there now and one bruiser buck came in the field at some point 
So I look at him and then kind of keep talking with Jake and then look up again. There's three bucks there now. Two, two bruisers, one younger buck. And I'm like, oh, sweet, this is awesome. I'm like, Jake, you should uh, get your binos up and, and take a look. And sure enough, just as he's doing that, like, this, those two big ones, like, start, like, rearing up and, like, bristling up. I'm like, we're about to get a show. So they, like, to, like for the little nightcap, just perfect ending. Like, they decided to brawl it out, like, 150 yards from our blind, which is so cool. That was, that was the first time I've ever seen it. And they were just, like, going, going at it for a good 15, 20 seconds, which is really cool to see. Um, just to did like one of them like run off the other. Yeah, yeah. It was like full on yep. like get off yep. my territory. It wasn't like yeah. I guess I know they can last longer than that. It mm-hmm. was like maybe 15, 20 seconds, but just so cool like hearing that like um, sand flying and crap. Like were they? Like, oh yeah, dude, in? just like digging in, like getting after it. Um, but yeah, as soon as that one, the one broke it. Um, he ran them off and they didn't fight again after that. But that was super. That was super cool from my perspective we got i got some footage of uh one of the bucks that fought but it was too dark to actually get them fighting but that was kind of a cool aspect yeah of the night yeah definitely so um with like how was uh how long did the, like those those like kind of the remorse just like kind of the the sadness of it how long did that stick around is it still like is it still something you're thinking or like did getting your hands on some of the meat like like change change your like thoughts on some of that or like how are you feeling now after like butchering it and throwing it into a cooler um honestly i was i was fine until i just had to kind of relive it like two seconds ago yeah (laughs) um so like right in this moment i'm still kind of like have that picture yeah um Mm -hmm. in my head but definitely when we were um like taking care of the meat and stuff like that's that's all I was thinking about was yeah. the uh, was the meat and just trying to um, take notes on, on what you guys were the process of what you guys are um, telling us mm-hmm. um, and it was you know super cool to, to be able to see that mm-hmm. that like clean meat um, you know it's not not bloody at all it's not messy it was just like it's it's really pretty mm-hmm. um, yeah the meat and uh, yeah um, then like then your mind goes to okay got to get it cold got to get yep, some ice yep. got to get like I I wasn't even um, yeah yeah the the meat part um, definitely took over my thought process mm-hmm. yeah there's kind of like a we talked about it before but is it, as soon as that like you make a good shot in a deer the the clock starts and me and Tom's mind like all right I need to go clean that thing however I'm gonna do whether I'm gonna gut it out or I'm gonna like do the gutless and I need to cool it cool off the meat and I need to do all these things kind of just honor the animal honestly that's that's yeah. how you got to take care of that animal because you got it I mean prepare it as best as possible so yeah. that you, I mean yeah every moment like what you kind of touched on Jake and the feelings you had after walking up on that that animal like the the best thing you can do is just respect it after that and then mm-hmm. just handle the meat well and and every time you cook it up you're just gonna have like thoughts of just an awesome experience and uh, I mean that's kind of that's really the point behind taxidermy like or at least it should be it's like every time i see like my can sadie buck on the wall i think about that hunt that amazing evening the first buck ever down on that property for us and just like the memories i had like i can just see it all every time i look at that mm-hmm. look at that deer and i just love it for that reason yeah. um a lot of people like out on the outside just like think that we just like 
dead deer on a wall, but it's really just all about the memory. Yeah. Um, and that, that happens like every time you cook up the meat too. Yeah. Um, so, and I mean, those emotions are something that we've talked about it before, but it's just a thing that I think every true hunter should feel. I, I feel like if you don't have those types of feelings, then just like, I don't know. I, I, I feel like there has to be some sort of emotional start connection. Golfing. Yeah. There needs to be some emotional connection where you have, like you don't should have shots at golf. Yeah. <laughs> not around <laughs> Sam. Yeah. Um, I feel like you need to have some of those, like some of that, like regret. Like, I truly believe that. Even, no, I don't care whether, like, how excited you are and stuff. I mean, like, even, man, even if, like, I kill my biggest buck on the Kansas City next week, I'm still going to walk up on that deer and, like, have a moment of just, like, thankfulness and, like, a little sorrow. And I think that's totally normal and how it really should be as hunters. I think it needs to be that emotional tie and stuff. But um, I think it just keeps things, like, real and exactly how they should be, so. Yeah, I mean, that that's still something that's real fresh for me and Tom after all the deer we've killed. So yeah, yeah. So cleaned up the meat. What do you, like? Tell me some things that amp you guys up about eating that deer. Like, are there some things that are already like going through your mind of some uh, ways you want to cook it up, or what are you guys thinking? Um. We, uh, we were lucky enough to be able to, we didn't have any success in Hawaii, but we took home some access deer meat. Mm-hmm. Um, and Sam and, and her family and, and my family as well, we really liked the, the burger meat. Mm-hmm. Um, we did it ourselves. We got a meat grinder and everything, and um, it was fun to, to do burger. So probably going to, we did the burger, I think, out of the, the front shoulders. Yep. Um, so we were going to probably do that for sure. Um and then, obviously, the back strap is super, super good. Um, yeah. We like to yeah. sous vide. I mean. Yeah. Mm. Oh, did you do some of that with the axis deer? Yep. Yeah. Yep. Nice. Pulled pork tacos, um, some stews, but, yeah, the burger was bomb. Yeah. Nice. Um, yeah. I like I like the rosemary on the uh, on the yeah. back strap. I like to do a little salt, salt pepper, pepper and rosemary. Garlic yeah. Rosemary. Like, I love doing those back straps, like, simple, like... Just like really like tasting that deer, like mm-hmm. I, I, you, you can't beat it. And like the timing of this white-tailed doe, like it's just gonna, she's like the healthiest she'll be, and uh, like all fall, mm-hmm. really, mm-hmm. and it'll just be fantastic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, um, meat eater actually just posted a video of Steve cooking up um, a mountain goat. Oh dang! And. Uh, they made these sandwiches and I just actually tried them out and the wife was very, very pleased. But I took these like, basically I'm sure they use some sort of special cut, but I just, I, uh, had some like front shoulder chunks and, um, I basically flattened them with a mallet. Um, I of course cleaned them all up, flattened them with mallet and you'd like get this like flat piece of thin meat. And then I would, um, like throw it in some egg and stuff to get sticky and throw it in flour and then like fry it like for real fast on each side. You had like this fried deer venison sandwich and it was really good. Hmm. I was pleased. So what I did actually on the exact same night, um, I had my, uh, some of those like loin cuts, um, that I just had left over in my freezer. Cause I, it's kind of the bottom of the barrel stuff. Um, when you don't like make it in the burger, um, 
I put like three chunks of that into my uh, Instapot and just let it cook for like eight to 10 hours. And they were just like pulled pork at that point. Mm-hmm. Then I made like, I made like fried empanadas with it, I mm-hmm. think is the actual nice. term. So like I just like made homemade tortilla mm-hmm. and then and like basically it. calzoned it. Yeah. They were good. I need to make them smaller next time and like um, be more creative with it. But like, I mean, I, I liked it and like, it's just so nice, like, when you slow cook that stuff, all the tendony crab just, like, dissolves mm-hmm. and goes away, and you just have awesome meat. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Well, guys, we had, like, an excellent time hunting with you. Um, you were both, like, very um, absorbent of all the info we gave you. Um, Thompson and I, we just tried to, like, info dump on you guys, on any on any mentees that we take out just because we want to try to hopefully get you guys to understand deer hunting as best possible. And I mean, it's not like you guys are going to be living in whitetail deer habitat anytime soon, but hopefully you um, can transfer some of these skills and techniques over to Lanai or wherever you're going to be hunting and living. Um, yeah. I mean, the door's always open. Like we get texts all the time from our past mentees and yeah. you guys can do the same, like with any questions or just like, just to fill us in on a hunt or anything. Text we, call, that. Yeah. any success, throw us the pictures, um, all that kind of stuff. But, yeah, any any closing any closing thoughts about... I still, you, you, uh, I still want to hear what you guys just thought about, like, like Nebraska and kind of the, the feel um, of just being yeah, in the white I mean, woods. You guys are, I mean, you guys have lived in much busier places than oh, yeah. this. So, what, what, I mean... Well, I've only ever, or we have only ever lived in California, but yeah, I, I mean, you and I have talked about this in the blind. You don't know what you don't know, and like, mm-hmm. we never would have thought to even come out to Nebraska, and quite frankly, didn't even know where it was on the map. Sorry, yeah. that's kind of embarrassing to even most people don't <laughs> to tell people, but um, no, it's it's super pretty here, and and we had a ton of fun with you guys, and um, just wanted to say thank you for even have having this program um Mm -hmm. it's very commendable to see young bucks (laughs) (laughs) Um, taking people out Mm -hmm. i know not a lot of people do that i don't think too yeah it's just i feel like hunting is kind of a secretive sport and for people like jake and i who don't really have anyone to mentor us we're beyond we're beyond grateful Mm -hmm. for what you guys have yeah well i mean we we just freaking enjoy it i mean it's it's just as fun as any of us i mean me and tom just doing whatever hunts by ourselves like i mean i i think it's more more enjoyable taking out people like you guys that really just are like just students and just trying to learn um i don't know i love hand on that info and just getting other people excited about it because um I don't know where I'd be without it. I mean, I, the biggest, I mean, me and Tom both had mentors and I mean, whether it was, I mean, our dad and um, our buddy Jacob who got me into archery stuff. I mean, you just need those people to kind of just nudge you along and give you yeah. assistance when you need it. It just, so. it, it, it just makes you a different person. Like I'm sure you guys have already seen changes in yourself, even like just from like starting out when you guys first started uh, thinking about getting into hunting and like you're, maybe your first trip to the mountains or anything like that. And then today, like what that, what that did for you, Jake, um, and being around and saying like, 
it like slowly just evolved into a, like uh, a hunter and like mm-hmm. kind of the type of person that becomes. Um, so I hope you guys feel like some like connection at, like to the past. I mean, like I think that's one thing that isn't talked enough about enough in like the hunting like we like i feel like a connection with like ancestors you know i mean this is how people lived like there haven't been walmarts they took their bare bow and just freaking smoked the dough they had yeah there haven't been walmarts freaking i mean stores all over the place where you can just go get your food i mean people had to kill their food and getting back to those roots and like eating this food that is just roaming around the great state of Nebraska yeah. and all over the freaking country. Um, and I mean, especially doing it with a single arrow, you know, it's like, like I love feeling that connection to the past. Yeah. The farther away, like people and society gets from like the moment Jake had tonight, like yeah. the worse off we're going to be as like, as just a nation and a, a culture. I feel yeah. like, like we're just going to forget where our food comes from and just mm-hmm. like, I don't know, like seeing the process of life and, mm-hmm. and that hunters are able to see it mm-hmm. just it, it is diminishing. I would love maps to that. Yeah, I would love um, non-hunters to be able to enter into the mind of Jake tonight and like be see, able like, to like see how he feels about this animal. Like you actually love these animals. Yes, like you care. I mean. You're putting in your time, effort, and, like, you have these feelings about it, whereas non-hunters just think, I mean, a lot of non-hunters, anti-hunters, I should say, not non-hunters, anti, are just, like, thinking we're, like, just bloodthirsty, and we're just killing to kill. And, I mean, if you could just sneak into the mind of Jake for just five seconds, you would change your mind in an instant. And that, I think that is what needs to be shown out into the, the hunting yeah. world more, so... No, you guys did great this weekend. Thanks for putting in the effort to to get out here and joining us. I know yeah. it's uh, an expensive fight and and uh, um, money and time. Yeah, I think maybe closing thoughts. You can add whatever you want if anything on this podcast hasn't been touched on. But I'd like a couple points of um, advice to people that are wanting to start hunting. Besides heading over to www.newhunter.org. Go. That's a given. That's (laughs) a given. Um, Advice. Um, I would say first and foremost, bring your hand warmers if you're going to do it. That's good. Yeah, that's a big one. Yeah. Um, And then just as far as, man, I I was thinking of completely other stuff. But, um, yeah, as far as, like, like, Josh... You're one of your guys' uh, yeah. people that took it, or you guys took out last Cashew. year. Yeah, shout out. Um, he said it when you guys interviewed him, so I don't want to, like, steal it. Um, but it, it really stuck with me that he said that he really enjoys the person that he's becoming when, like, in pursuing hunting. Um, so, yeah, I mean, just, just, it's a lot more than just about yourself, you know? Yeah. Um, it's, uh, it's, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's awesome. Um, so I think advice would be, um, I'm just rambling at this point. No, you're good. Um, I mean, yeah, it can be like, (laughs) it can be like actual, like, like in the field advice, like, Oh, I like, you weren't planning for this or like trim your nails. Yeah. (laughs) Hot tip, trim your nails. Cause when you, uh, get (laughs) your hands deep into a deer. Yeah. 
don't know. Sam, you want to go first? I need to. I don't know. I've been thinking about it too. Um, I I'm the type of person who's like, oh, they're not here, but you gotta hunt them like they're there. Yeah. Because they are there. Um, yeah. So stick with it. That's good. Yeah. Like not That's assuming good. like you know what the deer is gonna do because we have no idea what the deer is gonna do. Nate Nate's really bad at that. Yep. Nate assumes he knows where the deer are at. Yep. I always call him out. Um, have you? Do you guys? Th- I mean, obviously, since I mean, you're dating, like, but like, has it been helpful to have another person like pushing you along in this journey? Because that's that's one thing oh, yeah. that we've heard from like mentees we've taken out. Like, it is super helpful to have a group of friends that are kind of doing it alongside you. So maybe that's the one thing. I mean, find a buddy if you're trying to do it alone. Find a buddy that can that you can kind of go through the journey with because I feel like you guys have both like been pushing each other along. Yeah, you can bounce ideas back and forth. Mm-hmm. You can push each other in terms of working out to become, I don't know, mm-hmm. fit for hunting. Mm-hmm. You can um, give them a, a protein bar if they're getting a little uh, cranky. Yeah, definitely. Oh, yep, we've been there. Food yep. is mood. Yep. Food is mood, <laughs> as Baxter would say. That's, That's good. Um, yeah. Sweet. Cool. Do you have any last, word, last words you want to say, Nate? I just want to give a quick shout-out, actually, to mm. uh, to Jacob. You guys mentioned him briefly. Mm, yeah. Definitely. That's a, that's a really big part, I think, of our experience here was, like, getting to see your guys' camaraderie and just how, like, open he was. I mean, we just, like, hung out at his house when he wasn't even there, and then we yeah. went over and just shot pool and hung out. He ordered pizza. And like, his wife. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. he is a, he's a generous dude. He's, yeah. I mean... Like, we, we, we told you guys, but, like, he's the reason, like, Nate got mm-hmm. into bow hunting than me shortly after. And he invited Nate out, like, that first fall. Yep. Like, to go hunt this property. Yep. And, like, um, private landowners, you, all of you private landowners listening, you need to take a lesson out of Jacob Stobbs' handbook. And the whole Stobbs family, it's not just Jacob's yeah. ground. I mean, there's there are a lot of people that, a lot of family that hunt that ground, and they are always generous enough to let us take some newbies and ourselves out there and so like man if you're a private landowner and i mean we're going to be open up to 80 to some people i mean we, we get the brother-in-laws all down there all the time but it's like man that is a huge part of mentorship that that is not looked at i mean there needs to be a place for people to yeah. do these hunts and, and i mean like it's not so much on the Kansas ground we probably have would have already had new hunters down there but there's just like not a super high doe population yeah. down there so we're like don't really need to take out a bunch of does mm-hmm. um but like up in nebraska and, and other states that are similar like yeah when you just have a bunch of does like that's the perfect situation for new hunters so yeah that's yeah, uh, jake thanks for bringing that up because i mean yeah jacob and that whole family i mean jacob's been a great buddy to us he's he's yeah he's been awesome with letting us come out and just sharing that as well as just it's a huge deal yeah thomas huge broke deal. his fence and yeah yeah broke yeah. his fence and he still he still walked into cool. his home yeah, <laughs> yeah. Alrighty, well, um, that'll do it. Thank you guys so much for being a part of this weekend, and we will we'll, we'll totally be staying in touch. Um, that that group chat is far from far from being dead. Call, text whenever you want, and uh, we're gonna be we're gonna come hunting Lanai. Heck yeah! We'll yeah. do another podcast in about what six months down in Hawaii. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. So, all right. Hopefully, peace we, hopefully we kill a can safety buck this week. Stay tuned.